to the Clients and Conversions Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Clem, and I've helped fellow entrepreneurs and business owners just like you harness the power of social media to grow your audience by the hundreds, 2x their launch sales, and have client leads banging down the door to book a call with you. And I'm the first to say that hustling and searching hours online for your next client or student is not the vital ingredient to your success or even your happiness. This podcast is for driven entrepreneurs, from coaches to course creators and everything in between, to access practical and actionable tactics on everything from how to get clients with Instagram advertising, and really unlock the keys from sales and social media to get growth with the simplest tools possible, while keeping it just long enough to get you through your walk, drive, or workout. So stick with us for this episode and the ones to come so you can get more clients and sales in less time. Now let's get into it. Hey guys, today we have on Erica Vieira, host of YouTube Power Hour podcast and creator of the Zero to Influence Bootcamp, who is an online mentor helping teach women how to have a career on YouTube. Welcome to the podcast, Erica. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for being here. I'm really excited to go into this because we're talking about this even before we started going into the podcast around YouTube's mm-hmm. becoming this thing that you really can't escape nowadays as an entrepreneur. And I would love to go into for a lot of people who are in here because we hear a lot about you know Instagram, Facebook, all the other platforms out there. But what's really interesting about YouTube is that it has that evergreen aspect. And before we even dive into all that juicy stuff, I'd love to go into kind of like your journey with YouTube, how you kind of started on there and how it really grew into this empire that you have right now. Yeah. So, I mean, my story is interesting and a little bit unconventional, which, you know, aren't so many things are. And so Mm. I actually, my background is sales and marketing. I had a career in commercial real estate and sold commercial property. And then I also owned and operated a clothing line here in Los Angeles. We made all our apparel and our manufacturers are here in Los Angeles. And I did licensed apparel for women for sports teams. So Lakers, Mm. Clippers, Kings, and universities like AUCs, US. Um, And so my background has always been sales and marketing, but I've always had this interest in interviewing people and talking to people and getting to know them. And I just love, I love chatting with people. And so I, during that time when I was working, I listened to so many different podcasts, especially business podcasts. Many of your listeners probably listen to the same ones, mm-hmm. you know, Pat Flynn, Smart Passive Income, mm-hmm. Entrepreneur on Fire, um, all these different podcasts that would were really inspiring for me. But I kind of saw a lack of, of women on there. And this mm-hmm. was years ago. Now there's so many more women podcasters, which is amazing. But I feel like when I first started listening to them, there weren't as many women. And for me, I just had this like kind of a fascination with YouTube. And I wasn't on YouTube personally, but I would watch YouTube. I love makeup. I just like, just kind of for fun, I would watch it in these women that were on YouTube were really interesting and fascinating to me. Like, who are they? How do they get started? Now they're making a business out of this. Like, it was just so interesting. So that's actually what inspired me to start my podcast, the YouTube Power Hour podcast. This was four years ago when I started my podcast. So I've been podcasting for four years. I took a six month break there when I had my first daughter. Um, But I, I wasn't sure if I was going to continue. So we were like, we missed your podcast. I was like, (laughs) I'm coming back, you know? And so for me, the podcast was like my love. I love doing it. I met so many incredible women. I mean, I just celebrated my 200th episode, which means I've interviewed nearly like every single episode is an interview with a very successful YouTube creator. So I usually have women that have anywhere from 200,000 up to 
five, six, seven million subscribers on my podcast. So I've interviewed amazing women. A lot of them actually become friends. We talk. And interestingly enough is that because, and oh, one thing I left out is I also grew up acting and then after college, I studied the Meisner acting technique. I live here in Los mm. Angeles. And so I always was kind of interested in that world. So after work days, I would literally like drive from downtown LA to Santa Monica to go to this amazing um, Meisner acting program called the Baron Brown Studio. And I applied, I auditioned, I got in and I studied Meisner acting for about two years. And I did commercials here and there. But red carpet hosting, all these kinds of things. But I realized, eh, I don't think the whole acting world is for me, but I just, I learned a lot about mm -hmm. screen presence, camera presence, like um, pooling from your inner emotions to bring it to this, all these types of things that I never knew would apply to what I'm doing today. <laughs> Helping entrepreneurs and women be, you know, the best they can be on YouTube. So <laughs> it's just very interesting. But anyways, um, so interesting enough, when I was interviewing these women for my podcast, uh, successful YouTubers, a lot of them would ask for my feedback, like, well, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about this? Or how should I should do that? And so I started helping them. And then a lot of them would see really good results. I would help them like, well, maybe you should tweak it this way or present it that way. Or I think you should really focus this direction or narrow down in this niche. And then they'd be like, oh my God, that's like really good advice. I followed your advice and you know, X, Y, Z happened or I, this video blew up and it and, and then they would come back to me for more help and then they would tell their friends. And then eventually my audience on my podcast would be like, Hey, Erica, like we want you to teach us. Like, I want to work with you. Like I get emails all the time. Can you help me with my channel? You, and like, mind you, I didn't have a channel at this point, but mm -hmm. I knew so much about YouTube and I applied so much of my marketing background, plus my acting background, plus my knowledge of interviewing so many people to now actually create a really unique system, which I now call my zero to influence system that I eventually turned into a course and, um, you know, individual coaching. And from there I've now, um, probably helped over 300 women go through my program and many now have, you know, over a hundred thousand subscribers. I even have some that have over a half a million subscribers who started from zero. Um, all the time I'm celebrating milestones with them. Like, oh, they just hit 10,000 subscribers, 20,000 subscribers, or they just got, you know, a video went viral. And so it's, you know, my system has, it's been tested and it's, it works. And these women are seeing amazing results. And now that's what I do. I host my podcast, but also I run my Zero to Influence YouTube bootcamp and really help women all kinds of women. It's women that are business owners um, to women that literally just want to be YouTube influencers. And what I teach is how to grow. Like, let's teach growing. Let's grow on YouTube mm -hmm. and let's get your presence on YouTube because, yeah, we could talk about YouTube and how it's so powerful. But, but yeah, that's that's my background and not really a nutshell. Little, <laughs> a little bit bigger no, than I a nutshell. I love it yeah. because I, I didn't even know that you, that you were helping these people before you even had a channel. That's so mm -hmm. interesting because a lot of people mm -hmm. obviously it's usually the similar route where they have people come to them let's say they're copywriter and people come to them about copy but for you even though you had experience to have so much kind of people come to you or obviously ask you for advice mm -hmm. before you had a channel is I mean a really good indicator obviously to go forward <laughs> in that career but also just shows that you don't yeah be, you know at a certain whatever it might be, number, whatnot, for people to see you as yeah. an expert. And I used to think that was actually an initial thing that I was almost had my own issues with, like kind of imposter syndrome. Like I shouldn't be teaching. I don't have a YouTube channel. But what I realized eventually was that for a lot of these women that 
who I would interview on my podcast, like that had hundreds of thousands of subscribers, I knew way more about how they should grow their channel than they even knew. And what I realized over time, and now having worked with so many women and coached them and have all my students, now the thing is, is I've spent so much of my time working with so many women with different backgrounds, different experiences, different um, niches, different parts of the world, just so many different women that I've been able to apply my system to that it, that it works for them. And it's not a story of like, look at me. I grew half a million subscribers on YouTube because I'm super personable and cute. And I, I just like had this bubbly personality and you can do it too. When the reality is not everybody has a different path on YouTube and everybody has their different strengths that they can bring to YouTube. And so my, I think, you know, my approach is actually really interesting just because I base the fact, all the knowledge I gained from so many different women into a system that can really, it's really uh, focused on building everybody's YouTube channel from the inside out. And that's kind of how I get started with everybody that goes through my program, my bootcamp or my coaching or whatever it is. I think that's so great because what you just touched on, I think is a really big roadblock for a lot of people is feeling like they have to be whatever it might be, like more energetic, more outgoing, or like read from a script and memory, like whatever it is for them that's like in their way. So to hear that, like you said, I think that's the biggest, I would say the biggest just comparison that can happen is people say, this person got it. Well, I don't know if I can, but because it's been replicated Mm -hmm. by so many different types Mm -hmm. of women, not just like all entrepreneurs or all moms or whatnot, really helps show that it's not just a uh, flash in the pan type of system. Yeah, because I get questions all the time. It's like, well, you know, that person, she's so pretty and that's why she's popular. Or that person's so bubbly or that person knows so many people or that person like has access to all these. And it's like, you you can't look at it like that. And then the way that I, I always say is like, yeah, but there are so many people out there that have so many different... I, you know, I call them your superpower, you know, what's your superpower. And from there, that's where you build your channel around and it's not going to be the same, you know, and that's the beauty of YouTube is that there's so many different types of beauty influencers. They're the ones that are stunningly beautiful and they're the ones that are, you know, only do drugstore. And then they're the ones that are super funny or the ones that are really dry or the ones that are really serious and scientific. I mean, everything is unique in its own. And that's why I think a lot of people relate to me and what I'm doing, because what I'm showing is like, I don't just show, yeah, look, I, I grew a hundred thousand in a year. Now I'm going to show you how I do it. It's like, there's so like, there's this person, that person, and this person, and this person, and there's so many different niches. And so, and I, yeah, it, it, that's, what's amazing about YouTube, but there's space for everybody. And I truly, truly believe it. That's such a good reminder, especially with that example of the beauty influencers type of aspect, because like you said, there, there's tons of beauty makeup artists out there, non-makeup artists out there, tutorial people who go more, who do, or also mm-hmm. like reviews. So I love that example because I think the same can happen with people who are entrepreneurs. So I want to go into, before we dive in deeper that area, it's kind of a little bit of YouTube myth testing yeah. for a lot of people because I think the first thing they're mm-hmm. going to ask is YouTube sounds really cool, but, and I want to yeah. go into some of those myth like busting butt phrases that I hear so often. And the first one I hear so, so often is, well, YouTube will take a lot of time. It takes a lot of editing, just anything around it feels really heavy Mm -hmm. or, you know, exhaustion. 
Yeah. And the thing is though, like I'm, and this is how I approach like with my coaching clients and my students, like I do not sugarcoat things and I don't lead unrealistic expectations. I never, I, I just, that's like my thing. I hate when people, oh, it's so easy and this and that. The reality is with YouTube is that there definitely, it does require a level of commitment and it requires a level of commitment to say, Hey, do you know what? I'm going to commit to uploading one video a week. And it's, it is, it's going to have to take you prioritizing it a bit. You either decide, Hey, I'm going to carve out a couple extra hours a week to focus on this. Right. Um, so I'm never going to be the person to say, Oh, you can literally record for like 45 minutes, like every three weeks or four weeks and have an amazing YouTube channel. Right. Um, because I'm assuming mean that if you're thinking about having a YouTube channel and your business owner, you want it to generate an income for you. You want it to help bring traffic to your business. And so the, realistically speaking, I would never tell you, oh, just go um, do it live on Instagram and then dump it in YouTube and you're good to go because mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're repurposing. It does not work like that. And anybody tells you that it does isn't telling you the truth or they don't know what they're talking about because YouTube really is its own animal. But the thing is, though, with YouTube, like there's only two platforms out there that have true search engines. It's Pinterest and it's YouTube. Mm -hmm. And video is key these days. I love Pinterest. I use it too. But we're talking about YouTube. And video is so key, especially as a business owner, because the fastest way to generate no like and trust is through video. And couple that with the YouTube algorithm and the fact that it's a search engine. Yes, it takes a little bit more time, but the results are absolutely incredible. You can literally go from just, you know, doing your own thing, your business to being an influencer, a leader, a thought leader in your space in like six months, you know, or a year or whatever. Um, so if, if you really say, Hey, I'm going to upload one video a week, I would say at a minimum, that's what you'd like. That's what mm -hmm. you want to do. If you're thinking about YouTube and you're thinking, okay, you know, this YouTube thing does sound really good. It sounds really powerful. I, there's the, you know, I think I want to incorporate it into my marketing strategy. I would say for sure, you know, one video a week, you don't have to do two or three. You really don't. I mean, it's great. If, if you say, you know what, that's it. I'm going to go all in on YouTube. I say, okay, well then do two videos a week, but mm -hmm. just, I'd say one video a week is fine um, that you're going to upload onto YouTube. And so it doesn't have to be super heavy though, in the sense that it doesn't have to be perfect. And that, mm. that's where I get a lot of my business owners. They, it has to be perfect and this and that. Here's the hard truth is that nobody's going to watch your first two, three, four, five videos. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. It's like you're brand new. No one's watching it. And that's a good thing because it gives you space and opportunity to play around, to get yourself comfortable on camera, assuming you, you haven't really done any camera work before. I mean, if you're already going live or you're on Instagram live or other places, that's great. You're starting to kind of get comfortable in front of the camera. But, you know, those first videos really are going to be messy. They're going to be scrappy. That's okay because you can always practice them. You can always delete them. It's not a big deal. And really for YouTube, it really comes to just doing it and getting started. But I would say committing to, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this YouTube thing. I, let's say I do it for 90 days. I'm really going to commit to doing it for 90 days, one video a week or 60 days, one video a week. And then that's really going to get your feet wet because you just kind of got to get in there and get the hang of things. Um, and then, and then from there, you kind of start to get more strategic. I mean, that's like, like in my, my course, I was, I get them fast track. Okay. This is what you need to do here is A, B, and C. But if you're kind of doing it on your own and you're playing around, I would say do that, you know, upload once a week. Um, and 
don't make it super heavy. It doesn't have to be perfect. Don't, don't get a bunch of new equipment before <laughs> you really know for sure. Like YouTube is your thing. If you know though, that YouTube is hundred percent going to be a strategy for you for 2020, I'd say, well then, okay, maybe invest in a camera, but if you're not sure you want to test it out, I would say, test it out, see how you like it. Um, but, yeah, I but yeah. agree with that. And I love that part about trying it for mm-hmm. 60 days because that way it doesn't feel like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to try it for six months. And if I lose one time, then something's, you know, going to happen. I think having that yeah. for any, like literally any experiment for a new marketing tactic or whatever it might be, having that space to give it the full time to marinate and see how you feel about it, how it's working for you, I think is a really great part of that. And I love that you touched on this part of being perfect or feeling like you have to be perfect because that was actually going to be the second quote on myth bus that I wanted to go into, which is around people feeling like they need to have the perfect background. The lighting has to be good. Their hair has to be good. Their makeup has to be on. Like, what do you usually say to people who say that, oh, I don't have, you know, a good background or a studio to, to shoot from? That's the thing. Do what you can control, right? If, if like what you can control is the way that you look, like I would say show up presentable, you know, like mm-hmm. that you can control. You can spend a little extra time getting yourself ready. You can't always control the space that you're in. So like do the best with what you have and with what you can actually control. So if you're able to film during the daytime and you have a window shining light on you and you have good light, great, right? If you can't, then buy a set of cheap lights on Amazon. You know, they're not that expensive. And then go from there. Lighting is is important to an mm-hmm. extent. You do want to be lit. But it's like, okay, it's like you say, well, I can only film at night. Fine. Then, then you can only film at night and that's okay. Don't kill yourself to try and film during the day if ultimately mm-hmm. that's going to burn you out, stress you out, and it's going to affect the way you present yourself on camera. It's going to present you actually being consistent. So it's like, look at what you have and make the best of it, right? It's like, okay, well, maybe you do have some time during the day. That's great. And you have actually, maybe you don't have the most beautiful space, but you have a awesome window that you can film in front of and the space behind you. Okay. Whatever. It's not the end of the world. Just Mm -hmm. clean it up. I mean, I've had people come to me and I'm like, um, like there's, looks like there's dog poop in your background. Like literally just clean up the background, you know, you'd be surprised, but most of you guys have seen our business owners. So I would imagine like, you know, you understand presenting your best self and all Mm -hmm. that, but do what you can control. Right. And maybe filming during the day is one of them. Maybe it's not. Um, but don't, you know, don't go, go crazy thinking I have to have this and this and this and this, because it's just not going to happen at the beginning, especially when you're first testing things out. I agree. And this is something that even I made the mistake of when I first started my business years ago is where I bought, I bought the like tripod stand and the like huge Mm -hmm. diva ring and the like, you know, everything. And it was one of those things where I was like, Oh, I feel so, you know, quote unquote, whatever it might be. I feel like I'm ready for it. And then cut to, I did a couple videos, I think, and then I stopped because I was, I moved on to another tactic. And I was one of those things where, where, like you said, you don't want to dive in head deep if you don't know that you're going to really like it until 60 days later, which I think is a really good time because you have some routines around at that point or some processes around it to where you can see if this really is something you want to integrate for long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, though, there are definitely some people, though, who know, mm-hmm. They're like, I know I want to do YouTube. And then I say, if you really know, you've like got that, then yeah, like you could spend a little bit of money and invest in, um, you know, invest in some equipment or like a program like mine or like, you know, a space or whatever it is you need to do. If you know, then 
definitely get started on the right foot, right? And there's there's definitely people that do. I feel like I have I get a lot of those people that come and they say, I've never done it before, but I know I want to implement it. Like I know without a shadow of a doubt. Okay, great. Then yeah, then then you can maybe invest in it. But if you really don't know, it's fine. Just just test it out, right? If you're thinking about it, thinking maybe you're not sure, but like for you to really want to pay, then why, why are you doing this? Right? Because it is going to require a little bit more time and effort than say having an Instagram account Mm -hmm. or some other strategy. Even podcasting, honestly, Um, (laughs) the whole different. Oh, no, I mean, honestly, like I have both and it's like, yeah, like it's, it's, podcasting is a lot easier than YouTube in my opinion, because you could just literally sit down. It doesn't matter. You know, you could do it whenever, but it kind of, but, but podcasting though, it doesn't have that same. It's like, there's, there's, you have to look at different platforms. It's Mm -hmm. like, there's cons and minuses to both of them. Like podcasting doesn't have that same kind of evergreen content that's being pushed out by an algorithm. Mm -hmm. It's not the same as YouTube. I mean, YouTube is really incredible, incredibly powerful. Like you could be chugging along and uploading videos and boom, one takes off and you get a hundred thousand, 200,000 views on it. And boom, now you have 20,000 subscribers. And Mm -hmm. now you're like, wow, I got a YouTube channel. Like, wow. And now you're getting all of a sudden all these opt-ins or all these people commenting and it just can happen very quickly in an instant. Um, but you do want to be doing things. You do want to do things like right to, to get to that point. But, but yeah, YouTube is, I mean, it's really cool. So I, I like, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, should I do YouTube? You really want to think like, first off, do you, do you have a couple hours extra a week to dedicate it to it? You know, do you, do you have that realistically speaking? you know, there come sacrifices, right? Like, oh, maybe you don't spend as much time, you know, watching a certain television show or fiddling around or scrolling. Like most of us can find a few extra hours, like when we really, really want to do something. Like we can't, like if we really want to do something, we'll find a few extra hours a week. And, and that's the thing, like those are the types of women that enroll in my program. They're, they're mothers, they're working full time, they have another business. And most of the time they like, they say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm sacrificing or I, I'm, you know, I have this extra hours and I'm willing to commit to YouTube for every single week. So it's like, okay, why do you want to do it? Do you have the time to do it? Or can you make those sacrifices in your life to do it? And then, and then from there, then you're like, okay, you know, just commit to it and do it. I think that was actually my next question was what are the normal kind of signs or things that you think people need to have to be able to kind of just start? Cause I don't believe that there's, a reason to, because there's people who are innately, you know, like I, I need to be on this. And there's others who I think it's, mm-hmm. you kind of like fall into it, but you have to fall yeah. knowing that you're going to have some type of structure still in that. Same thing with podcasting. Like for me, I didn't know, I was pretty confident that I wanted something around podcasting, but I never really knew how it was going to go until literally every week, once a week, I'd have my podcast. And I don't, I think I've only missed in two years, one episode. So it's mm-hmm. one of those things where I committed to it because one, I wanted to try it, Mm -hmm. but two, I knew that it was a priority. And I think that's what you're really showing here is that if you Mm -hmm. can find the time and also make it a priority because you know, behind it, it's going to get you the results that you want, like more income, more impact, less time in the long term. I think that's what you have to remember, especially around YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like you said, prioritize it. Like, and then and there, there's so much mental games when it comes to YouTube too. I mean, we haven't even touched on like getting on camera and bringing your best self forward and all that stuff. But like, even just the idea of like getting started, it's just this, okay, like. Oh, Erica, you cut out. 
I know. When that happened, I was uh, like, what happened? Uh, okay. So weird. Okay. So oh, let me so. go back to, I'll recap the question for you and then you can mm-hmm. just kind of finish it and we'll go to the next part. Mm-hmm. So we're talking a little bit about, like you said, the mental game is a really big factor as well, but the, I think the biggest thing that we're hearing here is prioritization of it for sure, but even more so is just taking the time to carve it out of your schedule to be the entrepreneur that you're wanting to be, which comes from showing up in all forms, whatever that might be for you. Exactly. Cause that's the thing. It's like, you do have to make the decision and say, okay, I'm going to commit, I'm going to prioritize. And the, when it comes to YouTube, the reward is pretty great. Like if you yeah. start creating videos and then they start to take off or one takes off and then you start to get some exposure on YouTube, I mean, eventually that, that could be life-changing in a lot of ways. It could be life-changing to your business, to more exposure to your own personal brand. And in this day and age, you know, your business is so much about your personal brand, but mm-hmm. it's, it can essentially like the power of YouTube is incredible more and more people are going on it it's the second largest search engine on the web people are using it as a source of information so if you can stake your claim on youtube it can dramatically change the course of your life and your business however it doesn't come without a little bit of sacrifice it doesn't come without some commitment and prioritization on your part i agree and i think that part really comes down to for for everyone is like where to start that's like the, the, the last biggest thing i hear from people yeah. is like okay where do i start with content how do i choose topics because i think one of the things that i mm-hmm. hear from a lot of business owners for youtube is like you know what should i choose for topics as a business owner but also ones that aren't always done you know if you're let's say you're a pinterest person not mm-hmm. always doing like how to post a pin on pinterest type of thing yeah 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 and so that's the thing. So when you're thinking about a YouTube channel, the best way to start thinking is not to think about, oh my gosh, like how am I going to film or what room am I going to do it in or like you know, all that. If you're just kind of conceptualizing this idea of like, oh, do I have a YouTube channel? Then I want you to start thinking about, and this could be you, Danielle, or like those of you listening, I want you to start thinking about really like video topics, but in what can you give an audience in five to seven minutes, mm. right? What, what, what types of information that you offer that's within your zone of genius? So for you, Danielle, it's Facebook ads or Instagram mm-hmm. ads. You know, what are all the different questions that you get from your clients? Because most of you listening, I think are, you know, you have your own clients or, or uh, customers. So it's like, what? It's like, just brainstorm. Don't even think about YouTube, how you're going to be on camera. Just think about all the different questions that you get. Because ultimately, what you're doing on YouTube is you are serving an audience. And eventually, it's going to be a very specific audience, right? That's one of the keys. It's not just what are you going to talk about, but it's what are you going to talk about and who you're going to be serving. But just to get started is like, you know, you want to figure out what your YouTube channel is going to be about. And I always recommend, you know, if it's a business, you do want it to be around, you know, your business. Because if that's what you're wanting to grow, then yeah, it wants to be related to that. You don't want to be like, well, you know, I'm going to start talking about nail polish. Well, great. Well, then you can do it. That's not going to do anything for your business, you know? So I'm assuming it's going to be related to your business in some way, shape or form. And and it's not even about you. You know, a lot of people are like, well, I'm going to do like an about me for my first video. Like, no, nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about you. Mm-hmm. YouTube is all about serving the audience. It's all about serving people, right? And so, um, and being 
transparent and open and honest with however you can help these people. Because remember, it's no like and trust. That's how that's the name of the game in business. Mm -hmm. And there's no faster way to get that than through YouTube. It's really, really, really an incredible way to fast track the no like and trust. And so um, think about all the questions that like every single time like people ask you or like they try and pick your brain, like come up with a list of, of those and how you can succinctly answer that in, you know, five to seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be like, and then you could start going even further and thinking like, okay, well, like, you know, you can start creating, adding a little bit of entertainment to that in the sense of maybe like, you know, the five myths of doing your own Facebook ads or six steps to being your own Facebook manager that won't cost you thousands, right? So it's kind of like, then you can start to tweak those ideas into things that I like to call you the entertainment factor, right? Because YouTube is about marrying entertainment with information. You don't necessarily want to, you know, uh, throw up an hour long video exactly on how to do Facebook ads which you probably don't want to do that anyways, you know, but (laughs) that's not people are going to watch it. Yeah, people are going to come to YouTube. Yeah, people want to come to YouTube to learn something while being entertained at the same time. And entertaining doesn't mean you have to do a song and dance while teaching Facebook ads. It's really just presenting information in a digestible format. And that's why I force people, especially people that have so much knowledge, like my business owners that are in my program, Mm -hmm. to do it in five to seven minutes because it cuts the fat. It's you're not going rambling on and on and on. You really got to cut the fat and give it boom, like the most actionable things that you can do as it relates to that specific topic you're talking about. I think that's a great way of thinking about it. Cause I know obviously as for, if you ever do live videos, you don't have mm-hmm. that worry cause you're just going live. No. So there's never usually like a word like, Oh, exactly. I ramble. Or if I talk about something too much, then the audience, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't look about, usually people will do the live video and be done with it. Let's be honest. So people don't really realize exactly. that. You go 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. If I see someone do anything, honestly, more than a 20 minute live video, I can't watch it. Cause I'm just, I yeah. don't think that I'm going to have the patience or the attention to watch it unless I'm obviously paying just, for it. Man. Exactly. And when people come to YouTube, they have an even shorter attention span. They have short, I mean, people do lives on YouTube and those are, you know, I, that isn't necessarily, I don't recommend that as a strategy when you're getting started because it doesn't really work that well with the algorithm. Um, but people come to YouTube with less, with less attention span than any other platform, I, I believe. And so they're expecting information fast and quickly. So it's your job as a content creator to figure out the best way to give it to them. Um, that's easily digestible. So if it's really dumbing down what you're doing, that's okay. Cause people want just information fast. How do I do it? How do I do it? You know, what's the best way to do this or what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. And the faster you figure that out, the more successful you're going to be on YouTube. You don't have to have the most amazing setup or the most amazing equipment. But if you're presenting information that's really valuable, but not just valuable, but that's really easy to consume, that's really um, the magic formula. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a business owner and you're looking to really present value and, and information. Well, I think too, you know, being under that time limit allows for, and again, this is, this is my, one of my biggest woes I think about YouTube was editing, like editing, Mm -hmm. because it's different than editing audio because you just have one layer when it's video and audio at the same time, you know, it's a little bit of a bigger thing. So to keep it under that time also helps so that you're not bogged down by like editing Mm -hmm. a 20 minute video or something. 
Oh, yeah. That's like the worst thing. So like what I always tell people is that you want to really spend a lot of time in the pre-planning stages Mm -hmm. and you don't want to just like flip on a camera and be like, oh, what am I going to talk about? Because the more that you plan at the beginning, the less work you're going to do after the camera's rolling. And Mm -hmm. so if you really plan out, okay, I'm going to teach, you know, what's something that, what's like something you could teach for Facebook ads? I I don't know. I've never done Facebook ads. It could literally be, should you hire an ads manager versus do it yourself? That's like an easy one. That's a great one, right? Um, mm-hmm. Should you hire Should you hire a Facebook ads manager, right? That could be mm-hmm. the, the title of the video. And it's like, you want to write down like very specific points ahead of time. Or you can even create the video, like t- topic the video so that it's easy for you to even film. So you can give me five reasons why hiring a Facebook ads manager if you're a beginner is a mistake. I don't know. You know, I just made that up. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a, if you're brand new to business is a huge mistake. So then you, okay, you have five points and then, you know, you're going to write out those five points and then you're going to just, you know, maybe practice them ahead of time. I always tell people just practice it, just practice in front of the mirror. Think about it during the shower. Like you're doing one video a week. You can think, you know, for a few days and conceptualize that video and then you roll the camera and then at least, you know, okay, point one, point two, point three. And then, so then you're not like looking at this behemoth of 30 minutes and like, oh my God, how do I, how do I cut it down? Cause that is a lot of extra work, right? Oh, so yeah. it's like being strategic with how you're going to present, you know, the information in the first place. And the easier you make it for yourself, like the easier it is for the viewer to absorb that information also. What I love too, that you said practice versus memorize, because that was something that I didn't realize when I first started or when I quote unquote tried, I call it quote, because it's like, I didn't really try too hard, but I did yeah, a couple of videos yeah. and I did like, I wrote up the full scripts for it. And I tried to like memorize it or try and read it. Yeah. And it was so robotic because mm-hmm. there wasn't that that liveliness that even if you practice it, it's different than scripting it because you're going to do something different. But that's what's so exciting about, you know, what you do and what those of you listening do is that if you're going to do a YouTube channel, it's going to be in your zone of genius of what your business is, right? So you probably can talk about it at the drop of a hat. You don't need to, you don't need to memorize things because you know it, this is what you live and breathe, right? So it's just a matter of like planning the topics, but then really just getting that enthusiasm and charisma on camera. I mean, that's a huge part of it. The last thing you want to do is memorize something which you don't need to memorize because essentially speaking, you should be doing videos on things that you're knowledgeable about, passionate about, have an interest in, right? So yeah, maybe you spend a little bit of time, like I said, conceptualizing the ideas, like how you're going to format it, which maybe which list is it, five tips or whatever. But then you just, then you want to just show up, right? You want to be enthusiastic and you want to show up and you really, really want to think about who you're serving when you're recording that video, like who you're talking to. You just, a lot of my students actually will, they'll say they would like tape, uh, tape a picture of their friend or for those of you mm-hmm. listening like my business owners you know take a picture of flip a picture of like one of your customers or like just imagine like different customers of yours that you're talking to them because essentially that's how you're going to create that bond and that familiarity and that relatability as well I agree and I've actually I think when I first started I did that too because I remember having that problem with the camera because it's different versus I think computer camera versus kind of an outside camera because it's It's, mm -hmm. you don't see an interaction whether it be a live video or whatever it might be so I like that tip I did that when I first started and it did help out a lot and I really Mm -hmm. love this piece because it's 
really important for people to hear that at the end of the day, your channel is supposed to be around you and really help them to know more about you as a business owner, but also you as a person. So I'd love to hear from your perspective is one, obviously we're going to give all these amazing questions that we're going to get answered for them in video form. How do you usually help people infuse themselves into the video? So it's like not just me as ad strategist, but it's Danielle. And where do you, because this is a question I get often or hear often is, where do you send people to next then at the end of the video? Because it's different from an influencer who might say like next video. So I'd love to go into those as like kind of the last two questions that can wrap up this amazing YouTube conversation. Yeah. And so, you know, really being bringing your own personality that that's why youtube is a really awesome thing because just you showing your passion showing your interest in something that's already infusing and showing your personality so what i always Mm. tell people is you know you want to narrow down like i have my um my audience attraction system it's my four-step audience attraction system and um i can give you a link danielle too for your listeners because i have a class, a free class where I go really deep into this, um, with like workbook and all that stuff. But essentially like you want to start off with like, with knowing your why and that goes with Mm -hmm. everything. Right. But the why for YouTube, isn't about, I am, you know, I want to teach women about Facebook so that it changes their lives for business. It's more like, why are you doing any of this at all? Like, why Mm -hmm. do you want to even do Facebook ads? And why would you want to even why, why are you doing this? So your why actually has nothing to do with your business. It's more like your life, your life, your life essence. Why are you on this planet? What, what type of impact do you want to make? And then from there, you talk about your, your niche. Okay. And that's your specialty. And for many of you listening, that's probably the easy part, right? Because mm. I have different women that go through my program. It's the women that like want to be influencers. And then I have the women that are the business owners. Usually the business owners are like, I know what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Right. So then the next step, is really, really personalizing it through like, okay, who are you serving? Um, And so those first things, your why, your niche, who you're serving. And then the last part, you put it all together for your channel mission statement. Mm -hmm. And essentially then you have this channel mission statement. And the way I always tell women is like the deeper you get connected to that mission, that channel mission statement, the more you that's going to show up on camera because you're not Mm -hmm. worried about what you look like. You're more worried and concerned about how you're helping people, how you're impacting people. And then usually that's when magic happens. I call it OCET or on-camera energy transfer. Mm. That's when your charisma and your magnetism and everybody has it is able to shine through on camera. And so it's like, cause to say like, how do you, how do you be yourself on camera? Well, it's not like, you know, you could say, oh, well, you know, you want to show tidbits of your own life and this and that, but it's, you would be shocked. You don't always have to do that. You just want to be really, really, really passionate about what you're talking about. And a lot of times from there, things naturally and beautifully occur, whether it's you sharing a story about your own client or sharing your own personal story as it relates to that specific topic on hand. Storytelling is great on YouTube, but that only works if you're really aligned with your purpose and your channel mission. And that's a combination of, like I said, your why, your niche, and your true fan. And so all of that together will help you bring your most charismatic persona while you're filming. 
And then from there, it translates on camera to your on-camera energy tra uh, transfer. So there's so, when you go onto YouTube and say you search Facebook ads or, you know, I don't know, what are some other businesses that some of your listeners might have? Like coaching? I have, I have some coaching. Coaching, um, course creators. Like what are I would say those are the two biggies. I'd probably say coaching course creators and then trying to think uh, like a lot of health coaches specifically or business or mindset coaches. Those are like inside the coaching area, those type of three. Okay. So it's like, I have, I'll give you some examples of some of my own students. So, you know, I have someone does, does fitness and she um, sells like her app and her own courses um, through her YouTube, right? And then I have somebody else who's actually a therapist and she sells tools and services for therapists. Mm -hmm. um, and then somebody else who's like a life coach, right? And so when I think about all my different students that have businesses, it's really not about like, oh, um, it's like bringing, like you mentioned, like how do you bring yourself to camera? And really mm -hmm. it's aligning with your pur purpose and passions to why you're why you're doing it and then bringing your own experiences to it bringing your own stories to it but the ultimate purpose though is you know how you're affecting change and how you're changing people so as long as that's what you're focused on a lot of times naturally those things because i can go on and on i could spend hours talking about a lot of, like yeah we could do I storytelling we could do Samples and all that, but what it really, really boils down to is you being super, super aligned with why you're doing it and that channel mission statement. And that's the thing, like people who are listening to this, they can already hear your passion for YouTube. So I think you're a great mm -hmm. living example of that as well, is that as long as you're speaking about what you're excited by, then for a lot of the times, it'll easily attract people to it because you're going to be excited to talk about it and it'll come through the screen. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that people want to watch, this is one important thing to think about for, you know, for you guys listening, is people want to watch people that are really just self-assured and confident mm -hmm. in what they're doing because it gives them permission to feel the same. And so that's why this alignment is so incredibly important if you're going to be on YouTube. YouTube because people don't want to watch people that are insecure, that are not sure. So if like you are like super passionate about Facebook ads and you're like, you guys, you cannot hire somebody to do your mm -hmm. Facebook ads. I'm going to tell you why in this video, I'm going to tell you five reasons why that's going to be the biggest mistake, right? It's, and, and that's it. It's just, you're just passionate and maybe you have a different way of doing it. Um, you know, a good example of somebody who's like really, uh, know who was, but really magnetic is Steve Jobs, right? Everybody mm. listened to every single word he said. He wasn't super outgoing, but he was supremely confident in his purpose and his life's purpose and what he was doing. And so that's a you great have example. to have that same level of connection. Mm -hmm. You have to have that same level of connection. So it could be something like what I just showed, or it could be something like, hi, my name is Danielle. And I have worked with dozens of women with their Facebook ads. And what I'm going to show you in this video, I hope is going to change your life when it comes to Facebook. <laughs> and you know, it's just, it doesn't matter. Everyone is different. And that's why I don't like saying hard, fast rules, like do this, do this. Because mm -hmm. like I said, what I started at the beginning, it's like, everyone is so different. Everybody has their own special something and it could be someone super bubbly. Somebody could be very serious, but, but whatever it is, it has to be really align with, um, with your why and your purpose. 
I love that. And I think that's a great place for people to have this time, listen to this again to make sure that you're really understanding that YouTube is the path that can be right for you if you allow it to. And even more so is making sure that, like you said, it's in your why. It's is it going to be embedded into your business. So for those who are wanting to learn more about YouTube and your program and really you in general, where can they find you at? Yeah, but before I do that, I want to do one last point too for your for your business owners and audience to really think about is for YouTube, you don't also have to worry about, oh my God, am I getting thousands or hundreds and thousands of views? That's that's an amazing mm. you know, after effect or byproduct. But there's a lot of incredible opportunities that can come from just being on camera on YouTube. I'll give you an example. One of my students, she was she joined the boot camp. She actually has a a um, a business where she sells satin pillowcases oh. and she knew that video was king, right? Video is king. She just wants to be on camera and it's part of her personal brand. And so she joined my boot camp because she wanted to start a channel, but she also just kind of wanted to com- get comfortable in front of the camera and then joining the boot camp kind of forced her to do it. So she went through the zero influence system and she went through the program and she, you know, she posted some videos on YouTube. She, because she was a busy business owner and she was a mom, she was divorced, single mom. She wasn't as consistent as she liked, but she she committed and she made that decision. She would upload um, as often as she could. Well, from that, she actually ended up getting two amazing opportunities by being in front of the camera. One was that she won a contest for MSNBC. It was like a Shopify contest. And she credits what she learned with the bootcamp of her on-camera presence, everything that I talked about, that alignment, um, as helping her win. And the second oh opportunity gosh. was... Um, she got an opportunity to sell her product on QVC. And when she went on QVC, she completely sold out. They actually asked her back that same day, which never happens. And she says like, your bootcamp is what helped me do that. So my point in that, and what I want to you to take away from that is that it isn't always have to be like, well, I don't have, want to have this huge YouTube channel, but you just having some presence on YouTube, you can, you know, in, in, in it, say you were trying to get on QVC, you could send that link to the, in that your application. Oh, well, here's my YouTube channel. Check me out on camera or whatever it is. I know she did that for the MSNBC contest. Oh, here are my YouTube videos. Or there's so many different people, or maybe you're trying to pitch yourself for something or whatever. So you being on camera is amazing and youtube is a great place to publicly house your videos so that you can share those links or you could just direct people there to show look i'm on camera so it doesn't have to be like i gotta get all these thousands of views but if you're able to really succinctly uh, present the information and be very very passionate about it be aligned with your purpose and have those videos there almost like a portfolio Mm. that's another really powerful way to use youtube as a business owner i think that's beautiful when it comes to really reminding because I, I follow some people on YouTube, I think who are business owners. And mm-hmm. for most of them, you know, they maybe get a couple, th- I mean, some people get tens of thousands of views, some people get like a couple thousand views, but they're really mm-hmm. well known people. <laughs> they are not people who are just yeah, in, in their own niche. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. So I love that reminder, because mm-hmm. I think it's easy for people to look at the the million subscribers people or the yeah, and get discouraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. There are people that have super small numbers that are doing really incredible things. So it's not, you know, it's not really, 
it's there's so many different types of people on YouTube and yeah, you don't want to look at those big numbers and get discouraged um, because there's a lot that you can do with it. So yeah. So that, I mean, that, that's, that's that, but thank you, Danielle. This has been really amazing. Thank you. And I want to say for those who are listening to this, because I mean, in the, whatever this 45 minutes or so, you've been a powerhouse of information mm-hmm. and I want people to be able to find more about you, but also this zero to influence system that yes. you have because it's so important. So let them know where you're at, where the system's at and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So if you're a podcast listener, definitely check out my podcast, the YouTube power hour podcast. I have some awesome women on there that I've interviewed um, that are in the the industry. Also, I do have a free class. I have my free Road to 100,000 YouTube Subscribers Masterclass um, that you could definitely check out. You know, it's uh, definitely goes more in depth in what I talked about today. And then I give you a free workbook and you can kind of really just wrap your head around this idea of like, am I going to do a YouTube channel or not? And you can find that at ericaviera.net forward slash masterclass. Awesome. And we will put all those notes, uh, all those links in the show notes and also your Instagram because she has a great feed that you're going to want to watch. But I just want to say thank you again for coming on here, for sharing your knowledge and helping people really pull back the curtain and see that YouTube is not a scary place. It's not something that they need to worry about trying to tackle, make it a 60 day experiment, make it just answering your clients questions and allowing yourself to hold that space. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Danielle, for, for bringing me on here. I really enjoyed chatting with you. I did as well. And again, make sure you guys follow Erica. She's a wealth of knowledge and I will see you guys on the next episode and I'll talk to you later. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I am so excited that you were able to go through it and get some actionable tips out of it. For next steps, make sure you go to daniellecleum.com slash ad breakdown to get the complete ad breakdown around what one Insta ad did to help create 559 client leads and 20% sales increase in launch. Make sure to go ahead there to do that and DM me at Danielle Clem to go in deeper to the conversation. And last but not least, make sure to leave a rating and review so that this podcast can get out to more amazing people like yourself.